Our new book, The Art of Business Wars, features stories and lessons from history's greatest business rivalries, with powerful insights uncovered through hundreds of episodes of Business Wars. Go to Wondery.com forward slash The Art of Business Wars to order your copy now. It's August 2008, and high over the Pacific, a military cargo plane is nearing Hawaii, and it's got precious freight on board. In the cavernous hold is the body of a Falcon 1 rocket, wrapped in tight protective plastic. SpaceX usually ferries rockets to its launch pad on the Quaj Atoll, but the company's running out of cash and can't afford to wait. The pilot turns to one of the SpaceX engineers on board. Starting the descent into Hawaii, Mr. Alton. Bulent Alton gives a thumbs up. He's an aviation electronics expert with a black goatee. As the plane descends, he hears a disturbing sound. What was that? Sounded like something in the back. Alton leaps out of his seat and runs to the hold. He can barely believe what he finds. The seven-story tall Falcon 1 looks like it's being slowly crushed by a huge invisible hand. Alton races back to the cockpit. Climb, climb, the air pressure's crushing the rocket. As the plane descends, the air pressure in the hold is increasing, but the Falcon 1's airtight wrapper is stopping the pressure inside the hollow rocket from rising. Now the heavier air outside the rocket is crushing the space vehicle, the same way a juice box crumples when you suck the liquid out through a straw. The pilot points the plane up to gain altitude and bring the hold's air pressure back in line with the air inside the rocket. The noise stops. The pilot looks at Alton. What now? We've only got enough fuel to stay up another 30 minutes. You got a knife? A knife? We gotta cut open the shrink wrapping to equalize the air pressure before we descend. Otherwise, the rocket will be useless by the time we land. Um, I got a pocket knife. Armed with pocket knives, the SpaceX team clamber around the rocket frantically, slicing, stabbing, and sawing at the rocket's plastic shroud. Then they grab wrenches and loosen the bolts holding the rocket's panels together. This opens up the rocket and allows the air pressure inside the rocket to further equalize with the air in the hold. Eventually, the plane lands. Beneath the airfield lights, Alton inspects the crumpled rocket and his stomach sinks. <sighs> what a mess. A colleague nods. Yeah, we should have stuck with boats. So, you telling Elon, or am I? It feels like a suicide mission. Musk is a man on the edge and highly combustible. Both SpaceX and his electric car company, Tesla, are close to collapse, and his personal fortune is almost gone. Unless this busted rocket gets to orbit, it'll all be over. For Tesla, for SpaceX, and for Musk. Enjoy a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies' Black Friday in July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business. And be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus... Get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. 
and speak with a Dell Technologies advisor today. Louisiana's diverse landscapes include dense timber forests and seafood-rich coastlines, and every step along the way you'll find a business environment that's strong, diverse, and ripe with opportunity. Need proof? Louisiana is where NASA and higher ed partners build rockets that will soon put the first women on the moon. It's also where the port system delivers the most domestic cargo in the U.S., and Louisiana is home to the best workforce development program in the country. See what Louisiana economic development can do for you. Visit OpportunityLouisiana.com today. From Wondery, I'm David Brown, and this is Business Wars. On the last episode, SpaceX kept missing orbit, and Boeing and Lockheed Martin formed the United Launch Alliance and locked down the Pentagon's satellite business. Now, SpaceX is running on empty. If the Falcon 1 doesn't deliver soon, Elon Musk's Martian dream will be shattered. This is Episode 4, Rise of the Dragon. It's September 2008, and on the Quaj Atoll, the Falcon 1 stands tall on the launch pad. The rocket took three weeks to fix after getting crushed in transit, but now it's ready for SpaceX's fourth attempt to reach orbit. In the control room on Quaj, the launch team performs the final checks. At SpaceX headquarters in California, nervous employees gather to watch the make-or-break blastoff. Five. And we're flying. The engine ignites and a fireball erupts under the rocket, spewing flames onto the launch pad. The Falcon 1 ascends toward the heavens. We have liftoff. SpaceX Falcon 1 launch vehicle. Falcon has cleared the tower. From the rocket's rearview camera, the crew can see the island and launch pad receding fast. In California, SpaceX workers bite their lips. First stage of propulsion is nominal. The Falcon 1 sails calmly through Max-Q, the point at which air resistance and gravity are at their greatest. So far, so good. But now the first-stage rocket booster must attach. It's a step that's defeated SpaceX twice before. Two minutes, 30 seconds after takeoff, separation begins. Three-stage separation? Second-stage tank first. The crowd at SpaceX headquarters holds their breath. They watch the first stage booster break away from the rocket and tumble to Earth. Stage separation confirmed. Then the second stage engine fires up and the Falcon 1 soars further into space. Second stage propulsion performance is nominal. SpaceX headquarters goes wild as the curve of the Earth comes into view. After seven years of struggle, stress, and setbacks, they've finally done it. Nine minutes, 30 seconds after launch, the Falcon 1 achieves orbit and cuts its engine, entering the history books as the first privately developed rocket to make it into orbit. The Falcon 1's successful flight changes everything for SpaceX. 
The naysayers who predicted Musk would crash and burn fall silent. Once wary commercial customers are now asking SpaceX to launch their satellites. Hell, now SpaceX even has NASA's full attention. In December 2008, the company strikes a $1.6 billion mega deal with NASA to haul cargo to the International Space Station. There's just one problem, the rocket. SpaceX built the Falcon 1 to carry small satellites, but the customers banging on SpaceX's door want to launch their big satellites into orbit for less. So SpaceX follows the money. In July 2009, it retires the Falcon 1 and throws everything at completing its next generation rocket, the larger Falcon 9. And it's not just Musk who's depending on the Falcon 9's success. It's April 2010, Washington, D.C. A White House press officer barks into his cell phone as he hurries down the West Wing's corridors. What do you mean the space shuttle's not flying tomorrow? That was our photo op. We need a photo op. The NASA official on the other end explains. It's a technical problem. Endeavor's just not safe to fly until it's fixed. Damn it. Hold on. The man swerves into his office and kicks the door shut behind him. He doesn't need this. His boss, President Barack Obama, is under attack. Republicans, Democrats, and even Apollo astronaut Neil Armstrong are slamming his space policy. The trouble began last month when Obama axed NASA's Constellation program. The multi-billion dollar program was supposed to create the replacement for NASA's aging space shuttles and take America back to the moon. Instead, it's running five years late and billions over budget. So Obama killed Constellation and ordered NASA to encourage private companies to fill the gap. But the political blowback has been fierce. Opponents of the plan accuse Obama of surrendering American leadership in space to the Russians and Chinese. So tomorrow, Obama is flying to the Kennedy Space Center in Florida to reassure the nation that its adventures in space aren't over yet. The White House press man leans against his desk and flicks through his notes on tomorrow's charm offensive. There's got to be something else in Cape Canaveral we can use for a photo op. Let's see, what about this? United Launch Alliance has a rocket ready to fly. That's perfect. It'll show Boeing and Lockheed we still value them even though we tore up their Constellation contracts. The NASA official on the phone shoots the idea down. Uh, that's a no-go. What? Why? It's carrying a classified satellite. The Pentagon doesn't want the media anywhere near that launch pad. (sighs) Okay, any suggestions? I need something, and don't dare offer me some Apollo-era relic, all right? The last thing we need is to remind people we haven't set foot on the moon since 72. Well, uh, it's still a couple of months away from launch, but SpaceX is setting up their Falcon 9 rocket on one of our launch pads. You mean Elon Musk crew? Well, that might work. Shows private industry stepping up, Silicon Valley plays well, too. I'm sure they'd be thrilled. Why am I sensing a butt there? Well, the Falcon 9's never been launched, and new rockets usually fail on the first try. Ugh. The White House PR groans. He can already imagine the told-you-so headlines that'll follow if the Falcon 9 explodes after getting Obama's blessing. But there's no alternative. Point taken. 
but it's the best we've got, so it'll have to do. It's the next day, and at the Kennedy Space Center, photographers jostle for position as Elon Musk shows Obama around the SpaceX launch pad. Obama looks relaxed with his suit jacket casually slung over his shoulder. Next to the president, Musk seems overdressed in his brown pinstripe suit and caramel-striped necktie. Obama cranes his neck up to look at the bright white Falcon 9 rocket towering over them. Just how tall is this thing? Musk beams with pride. 224 feet. That's about 20 stories. Wow. And it's your ninth rocket? No, the nine refers to the number of engines. The Falcon 1 had one of our Merlin engines. This has nine. That means it can lift heavier payloads. It's also designed so that if one engine fails, it can still complete its mission. Hmm. And this will take cargo to the space station? Not the rocket itself, but the Dragon. Musk sees Obama's blank expression and hastens to explain. The Dragon's the space capsule we're developing. The cargo will be in the Dragon. The Falcon 9 will take the Dragon into orbit. The Dragon then detaches and docks with the space station. I see. Seems like there's a lot at stake with this rocket. Yes, but I will deliver. You were right to drop the Constellation program. NASA should focus on reaching Mars. Companies like mine can do the low-orbit stuff better, quicker, and cheaper than NASA ever could. The two stop for the cameras and smile. But they know expectations are rising. Musk is no longer the lone wolf outsider. He's now on the inside and fast becoming vital to the future of America's space program. And it turns out his confidence isn't overblown. In June 2010... The Falcon 9 launches and reaches orbit without a hitch on the first try. And with the Falcon 9 now in service, SpaceX starts raking in big bucks by taking satellites into orbit while it finishes work on its Dragon capsule. But while NASA awaits the Dragon, America's reputation as the world's leader in space decays. Landing here down and locked. It's before dawn on June 21st, 2011, and at the Kennedy Space Center, it's the end of an era. The space shuttle Atlantis is returning to Earth and closing in on the runway. Nose gear touchdown. Having fired the imagination of a generation, a ship like no other, its place in history secured, the space shuttle pulls into port for the last time. Its voyage at an end. There's barely a dry eye in mission control. After nearly 30 years, the space shuttle is now history. The shuttles should have stopped flying years ago, but remained in service while work to build the International Space Station was underway. Now that job is done and shuttles are just too antiquated, expensive and unreliable to keep flying. But the loss of the space shuttle leaves a gaping hole in America's space capabilities. Without it, the U.S. must turn to Russia whenever it wants to send supplies or astronauts to the International Space Station. It's summer 2011, and on a West Texas ranch, two cowboys on horseback are driving cattle across the parched landscape. 
They ride behind the herd, pushing them towards the distant mountains that rise into the bright blue skies. One of the horses rears in fear, nearly throwing its rider. The cowboys try to steady their terrified mounts. The cows scatter. Holy smoke! His pal rides over. It's those damn space people again. Third explosion this month. What the heck are they playing at? No idea, but we ain't got time to worry about that. We gotta get after the herd. The cowboy looks up to see the herd stampeding into the distance. The cowboys dig in their spurs and give chase. Big bangs are now part of life in these parts. Yet no one knows what Blue Origin is up to on its remote test site off Highway 54. Since 2007, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos's tight-lipped space company has been in stealth mode. But as the explosions get more regular, the sense that Bezos is cooking up something big is growing. And soon, he'll be ready to peel back the curtain just a little. Where's my order? Where's my order? Where's my order? Break free from customer support monotony. Welcome to Intercom for Customer Support, the business messenger that uses chatbots, shared inboxes, apps, and more. Intercom's business messenger resolves questions that can be answered automatically, so customer support feels less like Groundhog Day and more like help is on the way. Go to intercom.com support to learn more about Intercom's business messenger for customer support. Birthdays, holidays, promotions, getting that last sprinkle donut. There's a lot in this world worth celebrating, but nothing is worth celebrating more than knowledge, especially knowledge that will pay off, like understanding how compound interest works, knowing how to check your investment professional's background, or figuring out your risk tolerance, or finally understanding all those terms your friends keep throwing around like ETF, ESG, and ICO. Go to Investor.gov today to learn about these investment products and more. How much do you already know about investing? Find out by putting your financial knowledge to the test with their new investment quiz. Investor.gov is your unbiased resource for valuable investment information, tools, and tips. Before you invest, Investor.gov. It's December 2011, and in Blue Origin's headquarters in Kent, Washington, Jeff Bezos guides NASA Deputy Administrator Lori Garver to the conference room. Please, sit down. You know, Jeff, I was surprised and pleased that Blue Origin bid for the latest round of CCDEV funding. CCDEV is NASA's program to encourage companies to develop human spacecraft. The latest round gave out $270 million. SpaceX and Boeing grabbed the lion's share, but Blue Origin got $22 million. I'm just glad NASA recognizes the value of our long-term approach, and I want to tell you more about what we're doing at Blue Origin. Garver nods. That'd be welcome. Blue Origin's still an enigma. <laughs> yes, and that's intentional. We're developing a suborbital rocket for taking tourists just past the edge of space. You're doing space tourism, like Virgin Galactic? In the early days of flight, uh, pilots flew town to town giving people rides and performing aerial acrobatics. It was entertainment, but it really advanced aviation. Those barnstormers led to lots of flights and lots of airplanes being manufactured. 
That in turn led to better airplanes. And I believe space tourism can bring the same benefits for space travel. Bezos pauses and smiles. He knows Garver was hoping for more than space tourism from Blue Origin. We're also building an orbital rocket. Garver's eyes light up. So far, only SpaceX has answered President Obama's call for private enterprise to create new ways to reach space. Another American rocket with an American-made engine would be a big boost for the administration's space agenda. You are. That's great. You know, we'd love you to go public with that. I know the White House would appreciate it, too. Bezos shakes his head. No, I'm not going public. Not yet. At Blue Origin, we only talk about what we've actually accomplished, not what might be. But while Blue Origin stays low-key, SpaceX is already checking off another major milestone in its plans. It's May 2012, and 400 miles above Earth, a high-speed chase is underway. The International Space Station is hurtling around the planet at five miles a second, and SpaceX's Dragon is in hot pursuit. The Dragon is a dome-shaped white capsule with oval windows. Not that it needs windows. It's piloted by computers, and there are no passengers to enjoy the view. The Dragon fires its thrusters and closes in on its prey. The astronauts in the space station watch its approach like hawks. When the Dragon gets close, they've got to grab it with a robotic arm and guide it into the airlock. The Dragon moves in and then suddenly falls back. At Mission Control in Hawthorne, California, SpaceX President Gwen Shotwell leaps up from her seat. Why is the Dragon backing away? One of the SpaceX engineers squints at his computer screen. Not sure. Makes no sense. Everything was right. It should have proceeded. Let's try again. Shotwell brushes a strand of her blonde hair from her face and checks her watch. It's 4 a.m. and the mission was supposed to be done by sunrise. She paces the room as the dragon approaches the space station. It gets close, only to back off yet again. The dragons travel tens of thousands of miles. Now it's mere feet away from the end zone, but it's refusing to deliver the touchdown. SpaceX's engineers huddle together to dissect the data being beamed down from orbit. There are thousands of factors and possible causes to consider. As the engineers hunt for answers, Shotwell retreats to her desk. She knows that in situations like this, the best thing she can do is get out of the way and let the engineers do their job. The engineers break their huddle and return to their computers. Then they start frantically scrolling through reams of computer code. Shotwell ventures over to one of the software engineers. What's happening? The software engineer doesn't even look away from code on his screen. We think sunlight's glinting off the space station and confusing the dragon's sensors. Every time the dragon approaches, the flashes of light make the dragon think it's too close to the space station, so it pulls back. Can we fix that? Yes, theoretically at least. We're going to reprogram the dragon. That involves changing hundreds of lines of code, testing the new code in a simulation, and then uploading it to the dragon while it orbits the planet at an insane speed. Any questions, or should I concentrate on this incredibly complicated task where a single mistake could bring down a multi-billion dollar space station with six astronauts on board? 
Okay, okay, I'm gone. Shotwell smiles as she walks away. That, she thinks, is the SpaceX difference. At NASA, it would take weeks to get approval, let alone execute such a bold plan. Two hours later, the code has been revised, tested, and uploaded. The SpaceX team and the astronauts brace themselves as the Dragon's thrusters fire once more. The capsule moves in, and this time, it doesn't retreat. It comes within 30 feet of the space station and holds steady. The astronauts then use the space station's robotic arm to grab the Dragon. A huge sensation. Looks like we got us a Dragon by the tail. Um, Capture is confirmed. The SpaceX team high-five each other. It's another giant leap for Elon Musk's space venture. It's also enough to convince NASA to pay SpaceX more than $400 million to create a version of the Dragon that could transport astronauts to and from the space station. SpaceX is soaring ahead, while Blue Origin remains earthbound and seemingly lagging even further behind. But Jeff Bezos is about to show that this race is only beginning. On the next episode, SpaceX battles the United Launch Alliance, Blue Origin gets a boost, and tragedy strikes at Virgin Galactic. From Wondery, this is episode four of SpaceX versus Blue Origin for Business Wars. If you like our show, please give us a five-star rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Wondery app, or wherever you're listening right now. And to listen to episodes one week early, join Wondery Plus. You'll also find some links and offers from our sponsors in the episode notes. Supporting them helps us keep offering our shows for free. Another way you can support the show is by filling out a small survey at wondery.com survey. And tell us which business stories you'd like to hear. A quick note about recreations you've been hearing. In most cases, we can't know exactly what was said. Those scenes are dramatizations, but they're based on historical research. If you'd like to learn more about the private space race, check out the book Rocket Billionaires by Tim Fernholtz. I'm your host, David Brown. Tristan Donovan wrote this story. Karen Lowe is our senior producer and editor. Edited and produced by Emily Frost. Sound designed by Kyle Randall. Kate Young is our associate producer. Our executive producers are Jenny Lauer-Beckman and Marshall Louie. Created by Hernan Lopez. For Wondery. Hey, I'm Mike Corey, the host of Wondery's show, Against the Odds. In our next season, I'm telling an amazing true story about American sailors who wrecked their ship off the coast of Africa in 1815. They're captured by a nomadic tribe. To escape, they will need to cross the largest hot desert in the world to reach civilization. They will battle against blistering heat, inhumane conditions, hunger, and thirst. Their heroic fight to get home will have a much greater impact than just on their own lives. It will influence a future president and change the course of American history in ways that are still felt today. This is the true story of the men who made it, and it's one that you don't want to miss. Subscribe to Against the Odds on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, the Wondery app, or wherever you're listening right now.